0: Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are continuing in the book of Acts. We're in the 10th chapter over the encounter that Cornelius is having uh, with Peter. And if you remember, we left off, with, what verse was it, 33 right here, where Cornelius is speaking. And he's explaining to Peter what happened. He says, you know, I sent for you immediately. And this is actually he had an encounter with an angel. And he said, you've been kind enough to come. Now, Corn- Cornelius says this, now then. We are all here present before God to hear all that you have been commanded by the Lord. Now, just think about that. There's so much right here that so often we just sort of uh, uh, read over and we don't pay attention to. Cornelius has already been described as one who was God-fearing. He prayed to God constantly. He gave alms to the Jewish people, even though he was not Jewish. Okay, He was Gentile. But here, what do we see? we see that he says that we are here present before God. He knew that God was in their presence. And, you know, even the Jewish person at that time might not have even known that. They would have thought that God maybe was down at the temple or at the local tabernacle. Okay? But Cornelius said, no, no, we're gathered here. We're here present before God. And here's why we're here. We're here to hear everything that you have been commanded by the Lord to say to us. He knew and believed what the angel had said. Send for this guy and have him come and tell you some things. So here we go. Verse 34. Opening his mouth, Peter said. So Peter started talking. He said, I most certainly understand now that God is not one to show partiality. But in every nation, the man who fears him and does what is right is welcome to him. You know, Peter had already said something about it. Y'all know it's not right for me to be here. You know, to be meeting with you, to be gathering you. But God's revealed some things to me. And he was talking about the vision that he'd had about the sheet that was descending by the four corners. that had all the animals in it. And so now he's building upon that same thing, and he says, God has shown me something. That with God, he said, I almost certainly understand now that God is not one to show partiality. Okay? God does not show partiality with his creation. Well, exactly what is he talking about? Well, he tells us point blank, verse 35. But in every nation, where? Every nation. But in every nation, the man who fears him, who fears God and does what is right is welcome to him. So Peter is realizing this is putting this all together by the move of the spirit. And now he's proclaiming to this group of Gentiles that God, the one who fears him, remember Cornelius feared him, his family feared him. Uh, he had a, at least one soldier here and we know that feared him. His servants feared God and So Peter is saying, every nation, one who fears him, and then does what is right, is welcome to him. Well, what is doing what is right? You know, what does he mean by that? Is he talking about deeds? Well, yeah. You know, but what kind of deeds? Well, we're about to see in just a few verses right here, but let me just tell you from the the get-go, okay, what he's talking about. Does what is right, who believes. The one who fears him and does what is right is welcome to him. The one who believes in him. We're going to see this in just a moment. Verse 36, Peter continues. The word which he sent to the sons of Israel, speaking of God, that God sent to the sons of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ. And then there's a parenthetical statement right here. He is the Lord of all. So that's how Peter would have said it, that he Preaching peace, the Most High God is preaching peace through the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the Lord of all. Verse 37, you yourself know the thing which took place throughout all Judea, starting from Galilee after the baptism, which John proclaimed. So this gives us insight into what was going on when Jesus was here on the earth. Peter just wasn't making an assumption based upon no evidence or no information on his part. No, he knew that they knew because what Jesus did throughout Galilee and throughout Judea impacted not only Judaism, but the Gentiles throughout the land. And he tells them that. He says, you yourself know the thing. You know the thing which took place. Well, what was the thing that took place? (laughs) Well, The thing that took place was Jesus. And he tells them the thing that took place starting from Galilee after the baptism which john proclaimed in other words peter backs all the way up to the baptism of john how john was the forerunner of messiah yet to come and he's picking up and giving him a very redacted account of the story verse 38 he continues he says you know of jesus of nazareth so there's a couple of you knows right here the first you know is actually point blank in the greek you know the thing which took place and the 38th verse, that you know of, that phrase is not in the original language, but it's in the English to help us understand what's being said right here. It literally carries this idea that uh, you know how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. You know of Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power, and how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So look what Peter's doing. First of all, he's speaking what the Lord is revealing to him to speak. And this isn't something that Peter practiced on the way down there, okay? He didn't know quite what he was going to encounter. He had been told some things by the two servants and the soldier of Cornelius. But now he arrives there. Cornelius says, speak forth the word of the Lord to us. You know, what is it? He starts proclaiming the word of the Lord and he's proclaiming Jesus and he's taken back to what they knew. They knew what had started in Galilee. They knew what went through all of Galilee and Judea and it began with the baptism of John. They knew about Jesus of Nazareth and look how Peter describes it, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit. Too often, people don't realize that Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit, it tells us right here, point blank. And there's wondrous mystery here because you have Father, you have the Son, and you have the Holy Spirit. And when Jesus took on the form of flesh, it made it really interesting, <laughs> right? So, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power. So, Jesus was anointed by the Father with the Holy Spirit. And with power, folks. And he says, you also know this. You know how he went about doing good. Well, what was the good that he did? Well, he says he was doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? You know, and that word oppression literally speaks of having power over somebody. All those by which the devil was having power over so it might have been a sickness, an illness, or a disease, or it might have been oppression, or it might have been depression, all those pressions, okay? But what he's saying is, guys, y'all know this. You know what Jesus did. You know how he moved with the power. You know how he did good. You know how he healed all people. He healed everyone who was oppressed by the devil, for God was With him. Now, let me just read. Uh, I probably need to stop right here. You know, I think I will. If I don't, I'm going to get on a roll and go way over time, okay? So we'll pick it up next time, next episode. But for right now, know this that the very same thing that the Father did for Jesus, Jesus claimed for those who believe and said we would do the same things. The same things that we'd be anointed with the Holy Spirit, that we would move in power that we would do good, that we'd bring forth and set people free of that which the enemy was oppressing them with, the same exact thing. That is exciting, folks. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll pick up the story next time. I'll see y'all then. Goodbye.